Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Happy spooky days. <laughs> I like how you're saying that because it's not going to be Halloween tomorrow. <laughs> but today it is spooky day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll be like trick or trick or treat. We'll be like one of those Halloween commercials that's still running in the middle of November. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> look at this Reese's peanut butter cup. It comes in pumpkin shape, which mm. is still appropriate for fall, so we're going to keep selling them. Yeah. Do you pronounce it Reese's or Reese's or Reese's? I like Reese's personally. Uh, I think Reese's. Okay. Like, I, what about- I, I hate Mises to Pieces, uh, Reese's, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, what about Reese's Pieces? Is it Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces? <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. And what about Rubik's... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce ah. Jif? All right, so... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but uh, but since, since, we, since we already uh, made this a holiday episode, I guess, uh, how's, how's, your, how's your festive... Halloween going for you? Your has your has your oh pumpkin day? Oh my gosh! This is the <laughs> this is the most festive pumpkin day I've ever had. Here on Pumpkin Day, I've I've gutted my pumpkins and spread on the Vaseline. I've <laughs> dropped in the candles. And, wait, sorry. why are you laughing? Wait, is that a real thing? Yes, it is a real thing. Um, if you coat. <laughs> Kids, if you coat your pumpkin in Vaseline, um, if you coat the inside, I can't. <laughs> Give me a second here. Ooh, this is a true fact, although I'm laughing as if it's not, but it is a true fact. If you coat the inside of your pumpkin, <laughs> if you coat the inside of your pumpkin in Vaseline, it'll keep it lasting longer. It will not rot as quickly. Okay, what about KY jelly? I had a feeling we were going to go there. <laughs> You could maybe use coconut oil. Oh, okay. Like unrefined, um, full coconut fl- or coconut scent coconut oil. Do you, um, do you think you're gonna get uh, some critters from that though? Oh well, you're you're already gonna get critters with just the pumpkins themselves, right? So I guess yeah. I guess Vaseline would keep them away. KY jelly would do nothing in either <laughs> instance, and uh, don't don't use butter. Because that's just going to get smelly after a while. Uh, but I mean, a pumpkin also gets smelly after a while. So I suppose it falls into that same logic. Um, yeah. Anyway, I no, I've there's no festivity here. So I guess the spirit of Halloween is going to take my firstborn son. Um, because I don't have any jack-o'-lanterns on my porch. Oh, no, Henry. That is how that works, right? Do I put a jack-o'-lantern above my threshold and my front door to keep the spirit of Halloween away? I forget. I think it's a witch's broom. That's right. The witch's broom goes above the the cinnamon scented witch's broom goes above the door, uh, and you sprinkle some clove and cardamom on your um, on your welcome rug, and that will keep the vampires away. Did you know that it is not the threshold itself that keeps out a vampire? Um, well, I shouldn't say that. It is the threshold. Uh, is this an animal fact now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monster facts. <laughs> the, the very rare creature that is vampire <laughs> is very good to keep out vampire. Um, so I how long have you lived at your place? Uh 2005. Okay. 
Um, I just moved to my place in August. And so, uh, well, July 30th, technically. I would have a more difficult time keeping out a vampire than you would. Because a threshold on its own does not keep out a vampire. A threshold is strengthened over time by the person who or by by uh like sort of the energy that is that is um put into a home to turn a house into a home and so a vampire or a vampire if we're going all in uh has no problem accessing like i don't know if they wanted to go to trump hotels in new york city they'd have no problem accessing that place because it's not a home um <laughs> certainly not or, holy ground <laughs> exactly but i'm or if they wanted to go into a walmart they very easily could um my home would be a little bit more difficult but not very because i don't even have anything on any walls here like i've not made this place into much of a home yet um but you having lived there since 2005 there have been lots of life experiences that have taken place there so a vampire would have trouble unless you invited them in so, so basically so, what i'm saying is if any creepy people come to your door don't invite them in you'll be fine but i'm trying to figure out what the mechanism is is it is it your your soul has occupied the space for that amount of time um if you're if you've resided like i have since uh, since 2005 here but you spend more days of the week elsewhere elsewhere yeah oh uh, then no then that does, does it wear that off into it yeah yeah it does, it's not that it wears off it is think of it as like um there's like a, a battery in your home not even a battery a battery is a bad uh idea it's almost like it's like a it's like a snowball that you're pushing <laughs> up a hill and for every <laughs> for every experience that you are living in the home you push the snowball more up the hill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger um the reason why i didn't want to choose battery is because that also implies that it sort of like dissipates actually now that i think about it, a battery is a good idea because if i were to for you know a year um have people over to my home and and uh you know put things up on the wall and and really live my life in this home and uh, do all sorts of things like cook meals and things like that then yeah it's gonna like fully charge the battery that is sort of the the life energy that is pumped into the home but then if i were to suddenly start um taking lots of trips and not you know making any changes to the house as far as like rearranging things and, and continuing to to put the energy into it then yeah it does actually dissipate over time so um yeah, I think that that's, that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, certainly, you are charging up your home, but if you spend more time elsewhere, then a vampire would not have problem getting in. Um, yeah, this is all according to uh, the miss... Well, I don't know. The, the mag I, It's magic. It's, um, it's uh, fantasy of uh, Harry Dresden. Uh, the Dresden Files. Oh, oh, oh. Urban, um, urban fantasy. Yes. One of my favorite urban fantasy novel series. Uh, and I, I really like that system because there are like three different types of vampires. I think technically four. But there's the uh, classical kind that are part of the Red Court that they can shift into bats and they, they survive on plasma and uh, blood. And then there is the white court, which is a succubus um, and an incubus. They, they do both. Uh, and those ones are, uh, they survive on 
on your like passion energy or your they can also they can also survive on your fear so they can make you afraid and use that as their means of it's basically they are emotional vampires uh, so you have your emotional question. vampires yes and you had said they're both succubus and incubus did you mean there are both succubi and incubi in this group or did you mean in, that an individual of this group is both a succubus and an incubus uh i meant that both are in the within the white court yeah okay that you can have both uh in the white court the red court um just, i, I just didn't the, know if they were gonna have like a you know non-binary uh kind of oh. <laughs> thing going on <laughs> yeah i'm across all of the things no um they yeah you have both uh represented the, the two genders succubus beings. and incubus <laughs> <laughs> yes the two vampire genders uh within the white court only the red court i forgot they're like the most powerful or and they are very um almost militaristic uh and like strong and forthright and very vital uh and then there's the black court which is slowly dwindling and the black court is like your classic nosferatu vampire they're they look dead. They are sort of sickly. Um, but when they do present themselves, they're the ones that like can't come out into sunlight and stuff like that. And when they do present themselves, um, they can be pretty powerful. So yeah, that's the three courts that are represented. And I think there's like a hint of a fourth court um, at one time, but I don't remember what it is. But anyway, I like that idea that like that uh, it's not just this idea that you know, you can or can't invite in a vampire and then they can't come in, but that it is the energy that you put into your space, sort of like the aura uh, of a home that is created that makes it powerful. And it doesn't just work on vampires, it works on any magical being. So Harry Dresden is a wizard. If he wants to use his magic within a place, then he has to be invited in or else it's basically gives him a headache to even try to use his magic. Hmm. I like it when when fantasy books set up complex magic systems and uh, belief systems and things like that. That's one of my favorite uh, sort of things to read into. And that's why I like the Iron Druid Chronicles as well. Uh, it's It kind of has that same American gods vibe of the idea that it is humans who give the gods power and like bring them into existence by believing in them. And mm -hmm. uh, can can make them sort of manifest in the real world through their beliefs of these beings. It's all very fascinating and fun. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't really have a way to pivot from this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Vampires. Um, vampires vamp suck a lot of blood. Oh, boy. Which is like iOS and macOS Catalina because they suck. Um, oh, so I've okay. pivoted us now. <laughs> we, we are I a technology. That, they, that was an earthquake pivot, is mm -hmm. what that was. The ground shook, and I said, "Oh, we're on to a new topic." Yeah, I'm sorry. I need to ask for permission to exercise my pivot inside of your space. <laughs> <laughs> Your permission granted. Uh, are you talking about? Are you com are you subtly complaining about macOS asking for permission for everything? Because that's pretty clever. Uh. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, after hearing Jason Snell complain about it all summer, 
uh, and you complain about it and everyone else complain about it and seeing all the bugs that people have encountered that they have helpfully posted to Twitter. Uh, I have very much not installed uh, macOS Catalina on my machine and have not even had the chance to use this point release version, which apparently breaks some other stuff. Like I saw a fun bug where uh, the new version of macOS that was just released this past Tuesday breaks uh, the Twitter uh, Catalyst app that that was out. Uh, certain character keys cannot be entered inside the password field. Uh, you need to copy and paste your password from somewhere else, which is oh god hilarious. Uh, and was not a bug that was in the previous release of macOS Catalina, which is just something where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, no, this is not this is not one of those point releases that that everything's fine on, and I believe it because I'm on several iterations of iOS uh, 13, and it has not has not improved any really much. It's sort of a one step forward, two steps back kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's a, there's a complex tango of things that are getting better and worse that are going on on iOS. So uh, it doesn't seem like anything has really achieved perfection. Also, TVS is it's got some rough edges. But uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, I don't know if there's there's something in particular that jumps out to you because uh, as we had last talked. Uh, none of these things had really been released. They were still in the beta stages, and uh, we didn't have our phones in hand, new new shinies in hand, uh, to discuss that stuff. So I don't know, new shinies. Uh, yeah, I perhaps that is what I I will say. So with with Mac OS, um, my main machine, aka the one I don't use at work, uh, is happily not running the new version of mac os um although i keep getting prompted to update it and i don't think that i will be doing that for a while uh for the machine that i am using at work that is mostly just a device to plan and produce the shows that i do um i don't necessarily need some of the the stuff that gets lost uh when you update and i need to have some awareness of of how the new version of mac os works for shows and everything so it's okay there but um i am keeping away from it and on the machine that i need to get work done on of course um i've been really happy with the updated version of ipad os and ios uh watch os hasn't had like honestly the problem is with watch os i don't remember what was introduced that is new and what i have had access to because of running betas uh since since they have since the you know everything was announced at wwdc so it gets a little tough at this point talking about oh yes i do like this new feature um but while we're still on software temporarily um there are some new features for HomePod, and my uh, good pal and co-host on Smart Tech Today, Matthew Casanelli, um, has been talking about the improvements to HomePod and some of the new features that were added there. And this is like the first, I would say, like user-facing HomePod software update, really, that we've gotten, other than, I guess, adding stereo pairing. But 
I know very few people who actually went and bought two <laughs> HomePods um, if they if they got even one in the first place. Uh, but I, I will say that the sort of tap or wave or or bloop your phone on top of the HomePod to get it to transfer the music over or the podcast or the uh, call is a pretty nifty feature, which I used when I got home from work today, uh, sort of switching over Lizzo from my phone to the HomePod was nice. And I didn't miss a beat. In fact, I twerked the whole way there. And <laughs> and I did not twerk. You, listener, he did not twerk. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that. I like the improvements that were made there. But um, honestly, Joe, um, speaking of not having a very strong threshold, <laughs> my televisions are still in boxes. And so I've not used any of uh, the tvOS software because the hardware is still um, still put away with my actual televisions that have not been placed into my living room space. So, yeah, I, I don't... Well, that's a great sound I just made. Uh, yeah, so I don't really have uh, any anything to say about tvOS, but something you've been using? Yeah, um, I've, I was on the beta for tvOS. It's the only thing that I don't mind being on a beta for because... Uh, it, it's not the end of the world if that breaks or I need to reset right. it. Um, so right. uh, it, it's it's fine for that to do that. Uh, and it's been an interesting process because there's uh, the introduction of uh, the user profiles and stuff, which is also something that came to the HomePod, um, where you have that, that voice control now on the HomePod. Um, mm-hmm. Although I have not tested or experienced that. Uh, I heard from I heard on the upgrade program that Mike uh, tried to set it up with Adina and it would not recognize Adina um, until they had to do like a little dance in order to get that to happen. Um, and uh, I haven't really sit, tried to mess with doing it uh, on my Apple TV for different user profiles because uh, I just use it here in my apartment and at Jason's he still has the third gen apple tv so there are no user profiles whatsoever to speak of um but uh it's it's weird because it doesn't hook into anything uh when you switch between various items it still will prompt me in netflix to pick my profile and if i switch to youtube it'll still prompt me to pick my uh google login and if you switch to um like some of the other apps it'll it'll it's it's just not integrated with anything so it seems a little superfluous for it to be there and it's not part it's not hooked into the game center stuff um so you still have to switch your game center id separately which has been something that was always separate since the beginning of tvos where they had a separate apple id for your login and a uh the the separate field for the game id i don't know why they why they think that people want to do those two things independently of one another but it, it's it's always been that way, and it's still that way, and it seems strange that that's not hooked in together. But uh, now it uses the uh, your new Apple ID picture thing. You know, with the, the iOS 13 update, you probably picked a new profile photo or whatever um, for your contact information uh, when you were setting up your, your device. And when it does that, it will display that in the little user switcher thing. And it's like, oh, well, that's neat that it seems like it's part of some sort of connected system, 
but uh you know whatever it's it's just strange and i I just run into weird bugs with it too where it'll just be like yeah so uh i'm just gonna flash this one weird screen and not (laughs) play anything and it's like okay and so some of these bugs i haven't been able to tell if they're because i've been on the beta branch for a while or if when i when i switched over to the the release version maybe something got a little weird but uh it's it's had some oddities, uh, particularly when it comes to the TV app, uh, which I still hate and is still full of stuff that makes it mostly feel like an advertisement uh, and not a very thoroughly thought out, like consumer facing thing where mm-hmm. if you have HBO or something, uh, it'll still show you an advertisement to get the Apple channel uh, for HBO now. And it's not very smart about that thing because yeah i I was annoyed by that as well uh there there was that and there was um what was the other uh i oh i had a cbs all access subscription outside of the apple tv app and i went to click play on something and i don't know if it was something that i did or something that's wrong with the system right now but i went to click play on something within uh the apple tv app and signed me up for a free trial of, mm. of uh cbs all access and i'm like yeah. but wait i have i have a subscription already i just want to be able to watch it within the apple tv app because it's easier and i was i think i was watching it um on my computer uh so it wasn't as simple as uh what what is what i'm trying to get at here um it wasn't as simple as just like downloading a third party app and doing it. I guess I could have gone to CBS's website, but I don't know. I was already in the TV plus app. I just wanted, I looked up a show that I wanted to watch. I like to use the TV plus app as my, it's a uh, TV TV app though. Oops. That's what I meant. TV (laughs) app, not TV plus app. Thank you. Um, I like to use the the TV app to search for shows because I found that it actually is. I used to use, I think it's called, can you stream it? But can you stream it doesn't do as good a job as it used to do with letting me know where it can be watched. And so I use the TV app to find out, okay, it's available on Hulu or it's available only in the iTunes store or you can watch it with Prime Video or whatever. And um, so I was looking for the show with that. I saw that it was available as part of CBS All Access. I'm like, oh, well, I have a subscription to that. I'll just click play. And so that's when it led to me having to or to me getting a seven day free trial, uh, which I immediately went in and said, do not renew at the end of the seven days. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had, a there was a, what was it? Uh, I, I use Google for trying to figure out where to watch something because they have a, where can you watch it? Little tab thing in the search and it'll search several services that Apple doesn't, uh, categorize appropriately. Um, cause one of the things that I find irritating about the TV app is it'll say something is in Amazon prime and I'll be like, Oh, great. And it turns out it's available for rental or purchase in Amazon prime. So for some reason it had been indexed as a play now option, but it isn't cause you can't. Oh, it's not available to stream. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I would have to yeah, go annoying. <laughs> buy or rent it outside of the TV app since you still can't do that inside that app. And then I could use the interface to navigate to that, to then to play that, which doesn't make any sense to me why anyone would do that. Um, I have to assume that this is an unintentional uh, side effect of, you know, they, they, they want to show what's available on prime, um, namely 
shows that are available on Prime that you don't need to pay extra for. Uh, and uh, the unfortunately, they just uh, don't differentiate that because I think that's a really crucial thing. Is like, is this when you, when I when you have that menu of like places you can watch it? It should be like places you can watch it like by continuing through this menu. <laughs> like there should right. be like a dead end that you don't go into yeah. a cul-de-sac where it's like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get turned around? How do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to hit that kid on the bike. Huh? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The sort of uh, poor experience of getting stuck instead of just being able to watch whatever it is you want to watch. Then I get all pouty and just don't want to watch anything. <laughs> no. I, and uh, an important part of this is that Apple's going to be launching uh tv plus uh tomorrow Tomorrow. and they're going to have a handful of shows that are going to be available inside of their tv plus app Uh, sorry inside of apple tv through tv plus which you can get (laughs) if you have recently purchased hardware for free um or you can pay them uh 4.99 a month yes Uh, i think yeah 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 Um, which i would advise no one to do uh even if you haven't recently purchased hardware or anything that qualifies as you getting a free year of access to this uh please don't pay them five dollars all of the reviews has not indicated that that would be a worthwhile use of your time or money uh you can continue to wait and then if you so choose you can sign up later when it seems like there are more shows that are worth your time um but uh at, at present it's a little iffy on that one i mean come on the helpsters is on there i gotta watch that (laughs) I have to say, of all of the things that I've seen them tease, uh, For All Mankind and Snoopy in Space have seen the most interesting things that they have had. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting platform. Uh, but th- that's coming out. And then Disney Plus is coming out uh, middle of the month um, in a couple... It, Which... I'm getting only so I can see um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. That I, they were brilliant. They knew. They said, "Oh, I've got Micah's number. Let's do a show with Jeff Goldblum where he just goes around the world and and purrs at things, and <laughs> Micah will pay four ninety nine a month for that." And I'm like, "Darn it, Disney, you're so right. I will." Yeah. Well, that was not solely what enticed me um they, they have an enormous catalog of content and I'm, I'm pretty interested in seeing the mandalorian um i'm, I'm a oh, little yeah, iffy on if true. it's going to be any good but uh it's it's seems interesting uh but that's coming right around the corner and then hbo well i'm sorry at&t had their weird hbo max event that they did the other day uh where they unveiled or teased uh, their product that will be available uh, in 2020. Um, I think they said May of 2020. This is like some springtime thing, uh, but it's going to be uh, uh, the same price as if you signed up for HBO Now, and they're still going to offer HBO Now, and people who have HBO Now subscriptions will still have HBO Now subscriptions, even though the prices are the same. And you might be thinking, why is that? And the answer is. Apparently, HBO Max will require you to be directly paying HT&T. So anybody who has uh, a deal to get HBO as part of something that they have right now, or is paying somebody like Apple or Amazon for access to HBO, 
um, will not be extended this this free offer for this. They would need to cancel and sign up for uh, HBO Max separately, which is huh. really huh. confusing and weird. Also, if you have a cable subscription, if you if you receive your TV stuff from AT and T with a qualifying plan, and that includes Directv or UVerse, um, you get to uh, experience the HBO Max stuff for free too. But if you have HBO through Comcast or HBO through Spectrum or HBO through a million other providers, you're not going to be able to experience it. And if you live outside of the United States, you are also similarly screwed. Uh, They are coming to Latin America and to, uh, it looked like Central Europe and I think Sweden or Norway on the map. Uh, They didn't label anything. Um, It was just sort of a little thing that they popped up real quick. So I couldn't exactly... Uh, tell you everywhere that they're going to be in the countries because they didn't articulate that. But uh, it seems to issue a lot of important countries. Uh, also, weirdly, issues Canada. So I don't know what that's about. But uh, <laughs> what did Canada do? Uh, Canada knows what it did. Um, but <laughs> it's it's a it's a really weird thing. It was a really strange presentation. It went on forever. And apparently the room was very cold according to all of the media people in attendance. And all the slides were very business speaky and weird. Uh, and it doesn't seem like they're really going to make it easy for anyone to figure out what they should be doing when the service launches, because even if you qualify for it for free, you're not really going to know and you're not going to understand why you aren't just having access to the free thing. Um, there is a separate app interface that's going to be coming for HBO Max. So it's not like it's HBO Now, but with more stuff uh, in the interface. It's going to be a completely different app experience that's going to have stories because uh, this is 2019. So you might as well launch with the best technology of 2014. And oh. they they have uh, celebrity things where Zac Efron, um, it was the example they used, well, explain why he likes the exorcist uh and entice people to i'm sorry what (laughs) this is an example that they used in their presentation uh it will bring up they showed a uh someone using a smartphone in a vertical orientation uh and uh it it went to zach efron talking to you like it was an instagram story where he was speaking to camera and he's talking about how much he likes the exorcist and how he thought it was a scary movie and stuff and the exorcist music starts playing in the background while he's talking and it's like well i can tell they're mocking this up i guess i don't think that's literally going to that'd be strange if it was really the thing that they do but um they also showed some other celebrities but they they said that celebrities and influencers, which concerns me because if I see Logan Paul's face uh, on my TV screen, I'm going to be, I'm going to so break angry. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not really going to break it, but um, I'm going to be uh, very upset because uh, there, there are certain influencers that I don't need to enter my life um, influence or not. Uh, but uh, it's, it's just, it's very strange. It's a very strange way to categorize things. And they also will have collections of things uh, where they will group together um, some movies or TV shows based on certain qualities to present that collection, a curated collection. They're putting an emphasis on human curation, which is uh, not... I'm grossed out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really... I don't like to use those terms because it's really just like humans put some stuff in a bucket and then uh, put that bucket in front of your face. And uh, the... The bucket that they put uh, in front of your face, one of the examples was uh, 
uh, oh, I forget what it was. It was, it was, uh, it was for what would have traditionally and problematically been categorized as chick flicks, except it was, mm. uh, categorized as I'll have what she's having. And then underneath it said, uh, that, you know, you pull up, uh, wear your PJs and pull up with a glass of wine to laugh, cry, laugh, cry is hyphenated, uh, your way through these titles. And it's like, oh, oh goodness. Uh, just like <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Just, uh, people being cute, but in a weird businessy kind of a way that doesn't work and feel human. Um, but, uh, they're, 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 that's what they're, th- that's what they're doing. And then NBC Comcast still hasn't announced all of the details of what they're doing. Uh, that's floating out there on the horizon. And there is some rearranging of deck chairs with some content that will be leaving Hulu and going to HBO Max and some stuff that will, of course, be leaving Netflix and going to HBO Max, um, where different content deals have been struck uh so h at&t is actually paying for some content that they don't own through warner media um so like for example uh uh south park um they're going to have exclusivity to the entire south park library which apparently currently is with hulu um and they're paying like i think two or three times the amount that hulu paid for the same rights um before uh so i don't know I, it would be very exciting if this was 1998, um, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, for some for somebody. No, I I yeah. never... I, I'm sorry, but I never... Well, I'm not sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I never liked that show. Um, one of my... Like, th- there's, there's my former boss, and I say that in that way. And this is like two jobs ago. My, my former boss, sh- she was my boss's boss shouldn't she kind of like ran the company so much respect for her and she her favorite show was um was south park and that always really confused me because <laughs> i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with liking south park you can like south park if you want to like south park i mean i think but... you are saying it because you were judging this woman so no no i didn't finish <laughs> i didn't finish um there's there's nothing wrong with liking south park what I find odd is when the things that you say and do and say you believe in are at odds with some of the things that are said on the show. And I realize it's satire and it's, you know, whatever. But anyway, I, I, that show runs, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I I, have complex feelings about it. They, they, um, they are satirical some of the time, but some of the times they are just uh, provocative. Um, there we go. And being provocative um, does not appeal to me. Uh, I thought it was a funny show once upon a time, many, 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 many years ago, a lot of years. Um, and it's not something I've seen in probably a decade and a half ish but it's still on the air for some reason so somebody's watching it uh i don't know who that is <laughs> yeah somebody out there yeah i'm sure somebody uh who listens to the show might let us know that they watch it yeah. and that's fine yeah i it's, mean it's for you oh, it's still there for you yeah only mike is making fun of you forever having watched yeah. it <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i'm doing i'm mm-hmm. i'm judging you so much for your provocative uh show watching you absolute pumpkin 
<sighs> but uh, yeah, no. You jack o lantern. <laughs> That's nice. I like that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting what's going on with streaming stuff um, because uh, after going through all these hoops to get some of these things as Apple TV channels, uh, it seems a lot like. Um, if you are going to be getting some of these services that are going to be launching, you might not be able to take advantage of that sort of integration. Uh, Sigh. Yeah, which is curious, especially in light of the current situation with HBO, where it's all over the freaking place inside of the Apple TV app. Um, I'm curious how that's going to pan out in the future, because are they still going to be selling HBO now inside the Apple TV app if they can't sell HBO Max and if that HBO Now subscription won't qualify for HBO Max uh, logins elsewhere in a, in a separate app, it, it just seems like it's all not great for a user. Yeah, I agree. Um, there are lots of unanswered. There are lots of cues that need A's. Um, and <laughs> oh, he says, and I, I don't. I understand this world that we are. Well, I don't understand this world, but I I understand why we are where we are in terms of the streaming media industry, but I don't necessarily like it. I don't like the idea that we are, we're basically like returning to, it used to be, you know, you had to buy a cable channel to, you had to buy a cable subscription to be able to watch all the different shows that you wanted to watch. And then for a while it was, um, well, no, I guess that isn't a good comparison. I don't like the... I, it feels like there for a while I could just um, subscribe to to three different things and I'd be good. But now everybody wants to have their own thing as opposed to the different network television shows putting their stuff on Hulu or on Netflix after a period of time and then you'd be able to watch it there. Now everybody's got to launch their own streaming media services. And so then I have to have 15, 20 different subscriptions if i want to see everything that i want to see and i don't think that's good for any consumer um unless a consumer is just like i'm just gonna stick with this one thing then sure i guess that works but i don't know i have my anecdotal evidence suggests that not everybody has a netflix subscription either they're you know getting it from a friend or a family member or something like that. And so I guess it'll just be certain people buying these family subscription type things and sharing it with their friends. And that's how people get access to it. I don't know. I don't know how people watch media. I don't know how people do anything they do. People do share logins, uh, which is going to be one of the things that gets cracked on, uh, cracked down on very soon. Uh, Spectrum has the CEO of charter spectrum, um, charter bought time Warner, uh, and became spectrum. But, um, the CEO of that company uh, has said that it's all about piracy and uh, uh, login sharing um, because they're going to be able to... Login sharing is not piracy, you turd. (laughs) They're going to be able to crack down on people sharing things. Um, The mechanisms by which they're going to, like, I don't know, use your IP and whatever, there there are some annoying things that they can do. Like one time Jason tried to sign in with his DirecTV Now uh, DirecTV access login stuff on my Apple TV mm-hmm. and it wouldn't work from here because it, it was like you're you're not at your house and it's like well duh 
Like, yeah, sometimes I'm not at my house. Yeah. So anyway, it it just some of these things are just going to be insanely. um, Sorry, not insane. You're just going to be like, unfortunately, very broken um, for the the consumer. And there's going to be very little incentive for the companies to do anything about it because uh, so many of these things that they will have in their libraries are going to be exclusive to them. So it's not like uh. it's not like over the top um, services like the PlayStation View service that just folded uh, or is folding. Um, the the folding has been announced, uh, but it's. It, those those were these skinny bundle services that were uh, kind of hot for a minute, um, but a lot of companies didn't really get behind them because it became. You said that wrong. You have to say hot, hot, hot. <laughs> um, it it became very obvious that uh, it wasn't going to work out financially for these companies because uh, you're paying so much to all of these various middlemen and parties and stuff to get these channels. Uh, and then even after you do that, the terms can change and you can lose a channel or something. And then you lose subscribers and subscribers complain that you don't have everything. And then other subscribers complain that it costs too much because you have all these things they don't want. Um, and so they, they, the, the things like Sling probably being the most successful, uh, although it's still losing subscribers. DirecTV Now, um, they're losing subscribers. I think they lost like 200,000 or something in this last quarter. Uh, and you've got uh, PlayStation View, which is shutting down. Um, you're not really going to have many of those services where you can have access to a variety of networks that are in common across services. Like You won't be able to take your ball and go home. You can't go like, I'm leaving Sling to go to PlayStation View or I'm leaving PlayStation View to go to DirecTV Now because those things are going to quickly dissolve into nothingness. And you're just going to be left with uh, all of these libraries that are going to be exclusive to these services and just be, well, what do I want to watch? Like, do I want to watch Seinfeld? Is that important to me for my existence? Uh, do I want to watch Star Wars? Do I want to watch uh, Disney princess movies? Do I want to watch uh, Harry Potter movies? Hilariously. Um, Warner did not really think this through. And so uh, Harry Potter rights are with Comcast for like, I think five, five more years. Um, oopsie daisy. But uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's just a, it's going to be a mess for consumers. Cause like you said, it's hard enough to figure out what service you have that is eligible to watch something on. Uh, and pretty soon it's going to be searching all of these separate services that don't want to work together to figure out like what you can watch. And a lot of these services will have a competitive edge, mainly from zero rating where it'll be like, well, you're paying AT&T for your mobile plan, which gets you, uh, you know, HBO max, blah, blah, blah on the side for a discount. Um, they took away apparently their plan that had HBO bundled inside the plan, which is the plan that I have. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen next spring if I'm going to have HBO max or not, but, uh, it's fascinating all this weird stuff that they're going to do to try and incentivize people, uh, like Comcast is going to be incentivizing, uh, people who are subscribed, uh, to Comcast to use, uh, the, the Peacock, uh, network that uh, Peacock service that they're going to have. Um, which will launch with ads and it's going to be weird because how many people are going to want to watch non-skippable weird ads and there's stuff on the streaming service. Uh, I have to imagine there's an ad free version on the horizon for that, but, uh, and you get your smaller stuff like CBS all access and stuff where you're paying far more than you pay for Apple TV plus or for, uh, Disney, 
Um, and in the case of Disney, it's particularly damning for the the amount of utility and service you get from it. Um, but if it's the only place you can get Star Trek, then you're going to pay CBS uh, whatever it is that CBS wants to charge you. Right. Yeah. You're, you're going to do what you got to do to mm-hmm. to get the stuff that you want. And I want all the things is the problem, but I can't have all the things. Yeah. So I just have to, I don't know, watch it all in the seven-day free trial. <laughs> well, the good thing is that all of these services you can sign up for and cancel uh, within a month. So it's not a two- or three-year contract um, that gets you locked into something. However, if you're using a service that's zero-rated against a contract, then you know it's a form of tying you down. Uh, but the... The weird, interesting next phase of this, I think, is going to be uh, deep discounts on multi-year um, subscriptions uh, or paying up front for multiple years uh, or or some discounted rate that's only, you know, that you can only get uh, from from paying, uh, agreeing to pay for two years and you can get like an early termination fee, just like all the horrible things we hate about cell phone contracts. Um, I think that's probably going to be occurring. Um, soon because they're going to notice people rotating in and out as various entertainment pieces come online and go offline. Um, like when HBO is airing, like when uh, the, the good example is uh, CBS, like I subscribe for discovery and then I cancel when discovery is over. So I'm not paying for CBS all access right now. And their plan to solve that is that they're going to have more Star Trek shows in production year round so that people will be less likely to cancel, which is the same trick that HBO pulls where they try to have uh, high quality shows in production overlapping throughout the year so that there's not as much of an incentive to cancel HBO. Um, And not all the services, you know, are going to be able to do that because, uh, you know, Apple TV barely has anything right now. Uh, although they say they're going to be releasing and pumping out stuff constantly. If it's the quality of the early stuff that's come out so far, it may be suspect as to how worthwhile that is for you, but uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So ultimately this all to me is, is uh, I, I try to think about it from the perspective of, of what, of how this like plays out for for different folks in different, um, I don't know, purchasing groups. I guess would be the best way to put it. And so, I think of of the the person who likes uh, who's who's into their you know the the water cooler chat about the latest shows. And who, you know, in that case, they're probably, they probably have an HBO subscription or, uh, what's the one that that show is on where it's a guy, it's a dad and his kids are all terrible and they all have money, more money than you can do with. And it's really popular. Right <laughs> succession. Now. Yes. Yeah. Succession. It was, it's funny so hearing you like, describe that. I was like, Malcolm in the middle. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, that's the extent of my knowledge of it because that's kind of how Leo described it to mm-hmm. me, but he, he's, was very into it. Um, I, I, but I, for the record, I like that too. Uh, I, I watched a few episodes, but I have not been able to keep current, but it is on HBO. To... Okay, cool. So though there are the folks who, you know, get into a show because everybody around them is into a show and they want to be able to talk 
to their family, friends, and stuff about that show. And they hear about it, and so then it's word of mouth, and so then they go and they get it, they subscribe or whatever. They're the people who have cable subscriptions, and so they sort of, when they set up their cable subscriptions, they opted into some of the premium channels as just part of the package. And so then they get access to their shows. And then there are the people, like a lot of people in my family, where we come from uh, sort of low middle class or what have you. And so even an Apple music subscription is not a given, you know, a streaming music subscription is not a given. It could be something that my, uh, my family, my mom or something would use Spotify's free, uh, subscription service instead of the one that has, uh, with, with ads instead of the one that's free. And for that, I don't really see, I'm curious sort of what, draws in folks who aren't currently paying for a subscription service or who pay for Netflix right now. Like my mom, I know pays for Apple music and Netflix. Um, and I think that's the extent of it. Maybe Hulu, maybe Hulu as well. Um, and is she going to add another subscription service not for Jeff Goldblum. I don't think she cares about Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as much as I do. Um, and then also not for literally any show on Apple TV Plus, um, any of the the TV shows that are there, uh, and not for Oprah's Book Club either. So I don't know. I I'm just curious who these things are being marketed to, and if I just have not been exposed to that group of people who still love television and who still love. Um, TV shows. Yeah, I know I just said television and then TV shows, but I don't know that many people who talk about TV personally. Um, cuz all my siblings are you know, they're watching Twitch or they're watching the shows that they watch on Netflix. And so these new services that are coming out with new content they're already solidified and, and happy with what they've got. Are they going to try out something new or is it going to take that hit show like Game of Thrones or um, Succession to sort of draw them in and make them want to pay attention to this new stuff? That's what makes me curious about it. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Like if somebody has like a, a pattern or a genre um, that appeals to them, um, like for example, if you're somebody who likes to watch people play games on Twitch, then, uh, there's very little incentive for you to be wooed by any of these options that are out there for these content services. But, uh, it seems like they're mainly targeting, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the people who are going to, um, be out of college and have some money. Um, and, that part of that is you're going to be socializing with people in an office space and it's more likely that you're going to share some interests in talking about entertainment. Um, however, you know, it's not set in stone. That's there's no guarantee that people are going to have the same interests in watching this stuff or that peer pressure will suck people into certain things. Um, and you can't, uh, just put a bunch of, ingredients into uh, a television show and say hello i have made another game of thrones um so <laughs> it's 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 hard to uh it's hard to predict that which is part of the reason why you see so many different attempts at doing weird things like 
You also have Quibi, um, which I. What'd you call me? <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, so, so Quibi is interesting because uh, they have a lot of money and they've given it to a lot of younger creators. Um, and I use that term because I'm not sure what else to use for some of these circumstances uh, where they are giving them money to make short form content. And they also have like Steven Spielberg making short form content and stuff. And they're just chopping things up into tiny little consumable bits of blobs. Um, It's a very 2010 way of thinking about things, but uh, they're, they're coming to market with that and they have a lot of money. So they paid a lot of people to make things. Um, I think it's going to be a spectacular disaster. Uh, but they're banking on the opposite of what everybody else is doing, uh, that that it's going to be about little tiny bits of things that they can lure people in with um, that, that you know, basically have a short attention span as their their pitch. Um, but, you know, Go90 failed, CISO failed, um, uh, full screen failed, all of these these things where they tried basically the same idea. They, they have not... I forgot about CISO. Yeah. So so sorry, CISO. See, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a strange thing of like, well, how, what's going to be the next wave? Because with younger kids, for a while, everybody thought like, oh, we'll just make tiny little pieces of things because they their brains can't focus because they play too many games, they play too much Candy Crush, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> it's what joe did a voice i heard a voice from joe i I just don't think it's not proven that that works and even if you're somebody who who is who short form content appeals to you're very not likely to be paying uh for that tiny little bit of stuff because you're gonna go hey wait why am i paying for this fraction of a shred of a content blob um and uh you're i think more likely to see worth in something that is a longer form um piece of entertainment oh you're more likely to pay uh so so far it's proven that all those short form guys have gone out of market and things like twitch and youtube can exist because you can have them for free uh and things like uh hbo and um uh, Netflix, etc., can exist because there's a, a fixed monthly expense that can be shared with these logins, and you can watch these uh, longer form pieces of entertainment and be part of the cultural zeitgeist. Um, it, there's Ooh. there's uh, no indication that long form content is going to go away. The screen that it is presented on is definitely changing from theaters to your home television, but uh, don't tell any filmmakers that they will be cranky. But uh, it is it's definitely it's fascinating to watch the way people are trying to like bet on what the new thing is going to be. Speaking of uh, cranky filmmakers, have you seen the the uh, the stuff about Netflix adding a double or adding a speed option for shows? Uh, I just talked about that on Tech News Weekly today, Um, but I'm curious you as a person who works in the field and makes cool stuff for people to see on shows uh and in movies what's your what's 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 your feel uh about giving people the ability to consume shows at faster speeds um giving people the ability to consume a show at a faster speed is fine as long as it is an optional ability that they need to purposefully enable 
and it is not like a default um, that exists to cram stuff down. And there's no like tooltip that comes up and say says, "Hey, don't you want to watch the show faster?" Um, like those are disqualifying things, in my opinion, because I feel like the ideal way to watch it is at full speed. But if you are trying to figure out where you fell asleep last night, um, so you can resume your watching experience, you would still fast forward mm. through a movie. Um, if you were trying to, uh, uh, navigate to a specific pot, uh, part of a movie so that you can, uh, write down a quote or something that you, that you need to remember, or, uh, you, I would say take a screenshot, except almost every single app has, we'll put it, make it black. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> verboten. Um, because, uh, you could take so many screenshots, you could somehow, Make a little flip book. <laughs> so stupid. This is my favorite scene of the movie. I made a little flip book out of it. It's it's a really it's a really dumb restriction. But um but anyway, there's there's there are reasons why someone may want to consume stuff at faster than normal speed. I, I don't think that it is ideal. Uh, and I will say that uh, to anybody who's like, no, Netflix shouldn't expose this option. It's like, well, your your DVD player lets you do it. Your tape players you, you, that you used to have would let you do it. Um, if you use certain media playback apps, they all, all do it too. Um, like YouTube lets you watch stuff at faster than normal speed. So yep. if you if you buy something from the Google Play Store and you're watching it in YouTube because that's your access on your computer, then you're going to be uh, presented with you're going to have the option. You're not going to be presented with the option, but you're going to have the option where you can increase the playback speed. Um, I, I just, I think there was an overreaction because um, everyone is inflamed about the prospect that they're taking Netflix's money to make content for Netflix. And then Netflix is just going to shovel it um, into a bin that turns it into just content mush that people just mm. uh, consume. Um, and they they see that as uh, devaluing devaluing right? their content, and I I think that that is really the story is these fears of their content being devalued by Netflix, not necessarily the speed issue, which I think is just like a a technical capability that has existed in other media before uh, existed in other media playback forms before and, and presently. Um, I just think that, uh, there is a, an other issue that this is, this is actually about, like sometimes when clients give a note, what they're giving a note on isn't actually the thing they have a problem with. They just have a problem. Um, and so you kind of have to interpret like, what is, what is it they're, they're really saying? And they're really saying is we don't want our content to turn into, uh, to pink slime, uh, content pink slime and be, be funneled into the the gullets of all of the viewers out there that we're subscribing grody i mm-hmm. mean that's a good that's a good way to put it but gross uh yeah so i kind of had a, a not quite the you know i wasn't thinking about the pink slime thing but i have i had a similar <laughs> take i think um i wasn't thinking about the pink slime as a great uh, show title but i wasn't thinking or, i mean my take was I think that obviously this tool, or I, I feel it's cool for this tool to be available to people. My concern is the 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 overall, the overarching reason why this tool has been created in the first place, so that this option is being made available. Yes, give it to people, but what does it say about sort of our either our attention spans or the sort of lack of balance in our lives? that be at work and and play uh that 
in order to consume a two hour show, we need to watch it in an hour. That's kind of a depressing thing to think about that if if these tools are being made available, there's a reason they're being made available. There's a reason why people are speeding up the content. And I am thinking of this from multiple perspectives because I have, I've not successfully uh, done it because I didn't stick with it, but I have on a couple occasions attempted to um, learn techniques for speed reading. And when it comes to reading, uh, to speed reading, I feel there is value there because the, the speed reading stuff that I would be consuming is knowledge. It's, it's, my desire to put as much knowledge into my brain as I can and, and experiences and things like that. And so if I, you know, want to to read through a, a bit of history from something to be able to get through it quicker is better because then I can move on to the next thing and learn more about it. Um, and the same thing applies like on YouTube, if I'm watching a recipe uh, or if I'm watching a uh, a tutorial for fixing something in my car or what have you, um, then it may be that the 1x speed is just so slow in comparison to me just wanting to quickly understand the overall process. So I think that there's value to those things when the goal is to sort of um, gain knowledge of something. But when something is meant to be experienced as a form of entertainment, the fact that we're having to speed it up in order to consume it, to me, I am concerned about how that may defeat the purpose depending on your goal. If your goal is to be uh, ready for the water cooler chat the next day, I understand why you might, you know, binge the latest season of Orange is the New Black or something like that so that you can make sure at 2x speeds, so you can make sure that you have the conversation ready for Stacia and Bronson at the water cooler. <laughs> but um, in terms of, of you know, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it's heartbreaking to think that someone is too busy to take the time to watch those films at the one X speed and get the true value out of those shows. They could do it if they want to. And I have nothing against them. I just find the sort of underlying issue that causes that to be a need in the first place to be the problem. And the fact that, yeah, like you said, it's, we don't want it all to lead to pink slime that we're all just consuming for no purpose at all other than to just have said we consumed it or something. I don't know. That's what's kind of gross about this to me. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I, I was thinking about it from the content creation point of view and you're thinking about the from the content consumption point of view. Um, and uh, I, I think they are both important things to think about and you are absolutely correct. Uh, people have less free time. Um, Thanks, boomers. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> uh, people people have less free time to work on things. People are constantly busy. Uh, you talk to anybody; they 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 don't have time to do stuff. And there are more television shows being created new now than there ever have been. In addition mm, to all of the yeah. existing television shows, that's um, a good point. And with the the sort of cultural zeitgeist, water cooler pressure. Um, of talking about these things uh, in the open office um, right after they come out. For Netflix, um, like you said, the ability to binge that entire season of Orange is the New Black and then show up the next day and have your discussion about it with uh, everybody who's there, that's uh, a, a weird 
peer pressure-y kind of thing where you feel a fulfillment because you're participating in the social event of discussion of discussing the thing you have watched but you just had Mm -hmm. to like suck in like 10 hours worth of content um yeah just to feel included yeah that adds like a that's a whole nother wrinkle to it it's do am i being uh boxed out by my lack of of knowledge of this thing but then also i don't really have the time to partake and so i'm doing i'm trying to get trying to get it anyway so that just so that i can feel like i have a relationship with folks at work Ugh, that gets really depressing yeah, really quickly. It's, it's dystopian. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it does kind of pivot to uh, very briefly saying, like, I, I have never liked uh, the binge release and consumption model that Netflix has pushed. Uh, it has allowed them to grow to the size that they are because they were able to put out these things and create these sort of events of people spending their weekend watching a new season of House of Cards or Orange is the New Black. Um, but I think that that's not necessary for Netflix to continue to grow. And I hope that they will see that there is value in uh weekly release because mm-hmm. the, the pressure to like hose down um that whole, whole thing of like the next season of stranger things all in one gulp. And then you don't watch stranger things for like a year and a half, two years until um, the next one comes out and you got to hose that whole blob down again and it's like that that's that's <laughs> i really hate to hose blobs man. <laughs> um but that that doesn't that doesn't uh help really with a lot no. of problems uh, like especially with like retaining people on your service uh which is exactly. something something that hbo has known for a while and it also helps with uh word of mouth for growing people who are going to watch your service if you release something and everybody talked about it, including the ending the next day, then there's no incentive for someone else to join in. Um, all you're saying is I consumed this content and it's there. And the next person is going to be like, Oh, well, I guess I missed it. Um, which is what happened to me with the third season of stranger things. I was just like, I was too busy at the time and I just couldn't hop on that train and then the train was gone and there's just more stuff coming out so it's all right, all right well nobody's talking about stranger things three anymore so i don't need to worry about it i could just watch something right. else yeah whereas if they would do it slower then people it keeps being remi- they keep being reminded about it it keeps getting brought up new oh have you seen this week's episode oh have you seen and <clears throat> there is a show i i'm surprised at myself for being into this show because typically it would not i think be my kind of show because um you know again if you if you like this person then by golly you go and like this person and don't feel bad about liking this person but i tend to find um oh gosh now i can't even think of her name uh cardi b pretty grating um on my nerves and like her music or her acting her at her her person like <laughs> oh. her whole persona the thing mm. that she does where she sort of is over the top about everything oh so um, so are you uh team Nicki minaj well i used to be but now she she's disappointed <laughs> me a lot in 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 my life um so my point is there's a show on netflix called rhythm and flow and it is a show where chance the rapper um T.I. and Cardi B are basically 
judges of these that they bring in contestants from all over the united states from their respective locations so chicago um i can't remember where ti is from he's from the south somewhere and um cardi from new york they bring them to la and they do a freestyle dance or freestyle rapping competition basically and so 30 contestants are competing uh to become you know the the chosen one of this rhythm and flow series and it's actually quite interesting and i've been enjoying it and i really am a big chance the rapper fan and i like ti as well um again cardi she's okay but she's just a little grating um and so i've been watching the show and enjoying it and the thing about this show is that they are doing it uh release by release each week and so i i hadn't started watching it i started watching it and i got to like episode three and then it was like you can't keep binging it because it's not there yet you gotta wait till it comes out and so of course i'm like oh man this feels very not netflix but then after that i was kind of like hey this is kind of nice i i have to wait and and get to tune back in later and sort of slowly see how this goes so Whereas I thought that it was going to be something that I would not enjoy. I haven't, and I don't mean the show. I mean the idea of having to wait instead of being able to binge. Um, I quite liked a return to form, so to speak. It was uh, nice to have that back again. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, uh, not in the specific case of the show, because I haven't watched <laughs> you it. You also watch Rhythm and Flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I know that there are a couple of Netflix shows that they've done this with um, when Chelsea Handler briefly had her thing. Uh, although I didn't watch that either. But um, they, they, they're, yeah. there have been a couple of things they release weekly. Um, but uh, it isn't consistent or dependable. And they still do these binge drops for their narrative television shows. Um, and I think that the bigger issue is probably the narrative stuff, because it's hard to get into that and build word of mouth on that stuff. Um, but uh, we'll see what they continue to do going forwards because they're going to be spending an awful lot of money and going into even more debt. Uh, they had their earnings the other day and they forecasted that forecast forecasted forecast. Yeah. Um, that they, they forecast, they forecast um, that they are going <laughs> to uh, uh, have another like 2 billion in debt or something. Um, it's like, really bananas when you think about the accumulated debt they have not had a profitable quarter um like in years and years and years because they've been spending and spending and spending and spending on content creation and everyone has been fine with that uh investment wise because netflix is netflix um and they grew to be netflix through this debt uh spending on on uh content but at a certain point uh, if their users continue to decline, they had stabilized this past quarter, but, um, you know, the price hikes are coming to effect in different markets at different rates. And, uh, there's probably going to be another price hike. I'm going to assume, uh, they're, they're going to be up against a weird wall where they're going to have more people who are going to be like, what am I actually watching on Netflix? Like I watched stranger things three, like two years ago. And, uh, what do I need? What do I need this for? Uh, I can just resubscribe when Stranger Things four comes out, and then they they cancel. Um, and I don't. I'm not saying that would be for everybody, or everybody is specifically only watching Stranger Things. Um, but uh, I do know some people who have canceled Netflix because they realized they weren't they weren't seeing value in what they were able to pull out of Netflix's library of stuff um, because it just felt like a churn of very mediocre Netflix originals that they were being presented whenever they would open it. And a lot of the library things that they would ask for 
when they would search wouldn't be available. And uh, I think that's going to be more and more the case as the library continues to dwindle as everybody pulls back their stuff to their services. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting to see what CBS and Paramount are going to do now that they're merged, um, because oh, Paramount God. has some stuff on Netflix where uh, when Jim Giannopoulos uh, became the CEO, he looked at uh, what was there um, in the pipeline and said, nope, to Cloverfield Paradox <laughs> and uh, Annihilation. And, and well, Annihilation had a limited theatrical release, but then uh, shoved that stuff onto Netflix real fast to make some money back because they were... Uh, not in great shape, but uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they continue to do. Because are they going to keep sh- putting stuff on Netflix? Because that's the only place that they can offer a subscription. Uh, they can offer a subscription service uh, access to to this stuff um, because they don't have their own Paramount subscription service. They own Pluto TV, which is garbage. But um, they they have no seriously. I downloaded it. It's it's really bad. It's like, um, uh, have you ever used uh, one of the newer smart TVs where they have a channel guide that comes up and it's like, here, you can watch Cheddar for free. And it's like, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> that's that's what All Pluto plastic. TV is. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's a, it's just a collection of things like Cheddar and, um, weirdly enough, RT, um, which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> an oh, interesting well. choice. Um good one paramount but uh they mm-hmm. they have they have a lot of weird stuff on that but uh it's main appeal is that it's free ad supported stuff with a channel guide like interface um where you can navigate between different channels of streams of things that are occurring uh and and watch things or some on demand paramount titles but it's like it's not it's not netflix it's not hulu it's not anything like that it's more like sony's horrible crackle that they sold off um oh crackle yeah Anyway, I think we have probably discussed all there is to discuss about this, uh, and hopefully <laughs> nobody's binging all of these unhelpful suggestion episodes and got to this point, and they're like, wow, there was a long gap between the last one and this one, and, and they're going to be like, what am I going to do now? What? Like, I was expecting... Yeah, how will I... <laughs> uh, how will I... How will I... How will I go on? I don't know. Um, well, I suppose we should round things out with an animal fact. Oh, yes. Animal facts. Animal facts. It's time for animal facts. Boom, boom. Ooh, it's the spooky <laughs> animal fact. Um, so anglerfish are kind of spooky. Uh, they live at the bottom of the sea, sort of. <laughs> they a lot of times are see through. They look gross. They can consume things twice their size. Um, but one of the things that I found the most fascinating about the anglerfish is its reproductive methods so the female anglerfish is quite a bit bigger than the male anglerfish a lot like um black widows and their young or their 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 much smaller widow male which by the way remind me to do an animal fact about that because it turns out the males are pests and deserve to be consumed alive um (laughs) but we'll we'll talk about that at another time uh for this the sole purpose of the male is to you know, continue on the species of the anglerfish by finding a mate. And so they are much smaller than the male or than the females. And they will go uh, around until they find a female and they will bite onto the female to literally latch onto her. 
And then over time, his body is slightly digested and absorbed into the female so that all is left is the testes of the male. Everything else goes away. All of his other organs are gone, and he just becomes a bump with testes in it. And a female anglerfish, spookily enough, can carry around between three and six pairs of testes over the course of its life. Um, and so it's just sort of a weird testy parasite that hangs on to the female uh, that she keeps alive until she needs the sperm to recreate uh, the you know new anglerfish babies. That's nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hate that. That was good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess if there's one bucket list item that I have <laughs> to, to, to latch myself on to. Oh, a, no. To latch myself onto a female anglerfish and be dissolved slowly over time until all I am left is testes. Oh. <sighs> Spooky anglerfish. <laughs> Ghost testes. Um. <laughs> Ghost testes is my uncle's name? I don't even know where I was going with that. Ghost testes is my CIA code name. <laughs> Uh, I was the president. Well, at least it's not deep testes. Um, so, anyway. Oh dear God. Uh, that was that was a delightful animal fact. Um, and in keeping with the the spooky Halloween theme, I wish you a very good rest of November. You might be listening to this on Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your turkey and your pie. Ha 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 ha. And don't forget to moisturize. Ah, 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 ah. My skin is so dry, Joe. Why mm. is California so dry? Ugh. These uh, Santa Ana and Diablo winds. Yeah, I tell you what, Miss Santa Ana and Mr. Diablo, <laughs> let me tell you what. No, I've been running my humidifier like wild um, just so that because with uh, Leo out, I'm doing so many shows, and so my voice is getting used so much, and so I have got I have to run my, um, I almost said fertilizer, but it is not that. <laughs> uh, it is a humidifier every every night. I don't I don't spray myself with fertilizer to stay alive. I'm not some sort of weird swamp creature. Um, although I guess if I went back to Missouri right now, I would might feel like a weird swamp creature because there's probably a lot more humidity there. Anyway, run my humidifier every night to keep my voice from dying. And um, it feels interesting how much more dire the humidifier is here than it ever was in Missouri. Like I ran my humidifier semi-regularly in Missouri, but I never needed it as much as I do here. Um, my skin feels dry. My uh, I'm moisturizing everything always, but not fertilizing everything always. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very frustrating. Um, this time of year is bad uh, because of these dry desert winds um, coming down and all that, as, as has been explained to you, I'm sure. Uh, but the uh, uh, it always sneaks up on me because I'm just like, all of a sudden... I'll I'll just like look at my hands and they look like, you know, lizard molting and it's like this is absolutely hor horrifying. <laughs> um, and 
I'll put on lotion and it'll just make me look like a wet molting lizard. And then I'll just keep putting lotion on it. It's not really helping. And then I'm putting chapstick on and like, it just, nothing seems to help um, because it's just so dry. And where I was at work today, the humidity was 5%. The hygrometer that's inside of my ThermPro little buddy over there, Mm-hmm. it says it's 28% and it has a little dry, like flat face thing where the, the face is neither smiling nor frowning. Oh um, yeah. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little dry here, but at least it's not as dry as it was at work. Like I literally had a moment at work today where my, my eyes were watering um, because Holy moly. it was just so dry. I didn't, I didn't have like moisture covering my eyeballs. Um, it's just, it's 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 crazy how dry it is um but it's uh, the good news is we're going to get to the rainy season (sighs) the end of november probably um december and then you'll look forward to mudslides um but uh oh good those are my second favorite (laughs) thing yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think you really get mudslides up in Sonoma um, as much as we get down here because we have mainly brush down here. Um, oh. You guys have some more trees. We have comb. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I noticed when I was uh, getting ready to record, I had picked up a mighty dry Golden State cider, and I didn't read the fine print on it, and it's uh, apple-driven dry ciders from Sonoma County, California. So <gasps> I am having. Uh, a dry cider a from your dry cinema. <laughs> oh, how nice. Mm-hmm. Um, pro pro tip that maybe you know about, but uh, if not, any lotion with hyaluronic acid in it is uh, a fantastic option, uh, f- specifically for skin that is, uh, that if you're having trouble with your skin absorbing moisture. So hyaluronic acid is it sort of tricks the skin cells into opening up because hyaluronic acid, it's, it's chemical uh, structure is very similar to a natural moisturizer for the skin and a natural substance that the skin produces. And so it will actually open up and accept the moisturizers a lot better. Um, I use a face lotion stuff from, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Cetaphil. Um, that oh. has hyaluronic acid and it, I've never looked back. Uh, it's my favorite. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that I've found is my face, my face's savior here because there's nothing I hate because I'm moving my mouth a lot during the day and making facial expressions and things like that. Uh, not, not when I'm by myself during the day, folks, <laughs> when I'm in front of the camera at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I hate when my face is dry to where I can feel my face sort of like it's not cracking, but it's just mm-hmm. sort of stuck and dry. Ugh, there's nothing worse. And so I keep my little my little pump of of Cetaphil uh, face lotion with me, and it it is my my little savior. Uh, yeah. So you've you've got your spooky animal facts. We've talked about it being dry. Um, Oh, and I wasn't sure if we should leave this in the episode or not. I mar- put a marker down for the end of the spooky stuff. Did you want this in? Oh, I don't mind talking about the dryness. Oh, okay. It's fine by me. All right. Uh, but that's up to you. If you, I mean, if you're okay with it, then I am okay with it. I'm fine with it. Strike. <laughs> Wahaha. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it then. Okay. <laughs>
Goodbye. Ooh, goodbye.